Yo, what up, though? This is Esham, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Cheers. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color, and you're rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Hey, bro, what's the Connected Experience? The Connected Experience is podcast of the year. Thanks to the Pod Connection yeah, and Pod Excellence. Pie excellence weekend thanks for cutting me off if you want to correct me you should have let me fuck up then corrected me yeah, yeah. um it's a lifestyle the lifestyle it's our lifestyle, our lifestyle. you know what i'm saying so how that lifestyle been doing for i you? love it man i wouldn't i couldn't imagine going through life just not knowing dope ass people in person bro yeah yeah like, I, could, I just couldn't yeah, imagine yeah. it because like, it's a different world motherfuckers live in so you might yeah, yeah. like on all type of levels like it really I mean, you know, Caso always be like, dog, y'all just know so many motherfuckers. And it dawned on me when I told him, like, shit, I'm on the text message with such and such. And he was like, bro, you you know him where you could text him? I said, I can text him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, we, right. We building on the- To on get a, to know each to other. Get to yeah. get to know each other. He was like, bro, y'all bumping just to so many people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what I- like it ain't it's some people don't know us that, yeah, about some that. Pe- we didn't we didn't pay our way into this like it's just yeah. genuine motherfuckers you know what i'm saying like even when people ask me certain shit i'd be like oh no dog i knew that was just about to happen because blah 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 you know what i said i just don't tell niggas business but we be in the know and I'm then a lot, of shit. a lot of people will start talking about that shit and we'd be like oh yeah you know what See? i'm saying yeah i told y'all I, I knew that was gonna happen yeah. so what's been good with you what you've been working on we actually been working on your project bro it's been a pleasure so far but yeah yeah definitely thank you, you yeah i know you know it's, it's gonna be some arguments that need yeah. to be had but it's all for the betterment oh, yeah because nobody say them arguments it's just yeah. me and you you know what i'm saying and this I mean, is the your, first your wife probably see I, I i always wonder what you say about me to your wife nothing nothing, nothing. you fucking liar i'll, like, I'll, I'll diss on you too. you be dissing me to your <laughs> wife no. yes you do you I, must why would i diss you i just might be like what the fuck is wrong with this nigga like oh yeah shit like that i don't yeah. talk bad about you i'll be yeah. like man this nigga man this nigga tripping man but yeah. you know what thanks for helping out and this is actually the this is my first project with Without your help on any level, uh, any way, shape, or form, this is my first project without like you having like a big input. Like the game was your project, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm well, the game was more of a family project, but I totally understand what you're saying, and uh, like I understand, and I like to see you work. Like I liked it to see that yeah, uh, yeah. that process. Yeah, you so, feel what I'm saying? I liked it to see that process, and it was just so dope to say, like, "Damn, this nigga, like, he doing it." You know what I'm right, saying? Right. And then to see the finished product, like, it's it's just surreal. It be surreal. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. You heard about it? Shit, you've been hearing about it shit since what? Fourth grade. Yeah, but even though you based that, I just was when I was just driving, like, you based that on fourth grade, right? But I remember Miss McQueen. You remember Miss McQueen? Yeah. What school? Well, that was uh, she was uh, the, what she was the English teacher somewhere. And, Blanchett, and you wrote that story, "Me Against the World." I knew that was your story. Just yeah, by how she, how she read, read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. she wouldn't tell nobody. You right. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, and she damn, wouldn't tell damn. nobody. So, she just so read I what guess she we thought. Could just the say best. what's going on. Then I am actually an author now, and yeah. I wrote a book. And the name of my book is uh, "Animal Instinct: The, the Urban, Urban Jungle, Jungle," which will be coming out sometime in 2020. We gonna do an ebook run first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it is actually an urban fantasy. This is yeah. not if if you was expecting a uh, some sort of fairy tale hood tale about a nigga selling dope, then going to jail, getting out of jail. 
I'm not that. Yeah. And I'm also not a self-help author because when I do self-help books, they will actually be under a different name. So you yeah. won't even know it's me. But yeah. my author name is S.L. Jackson. That's I, your real name. Yeah, but that's yeah. my author name, my real name, Santuan. Because that's what I tell people when we have in conflict. I say my name, Santuan. If you would like to get to know me, we can sit down and you can get to know me. They always decline. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Jay just took the pictures. My uh my pictures that I'm using for my promo. So y'all about to start seeing a lot of that. I'm about to start an Instagram for it. Probably even jump on the Twitter. Yeah, you know you what got, I'm saying? If, if, if you're doing an e-book with it. Well, well, yeah, yeah. So you probably be running the Twitter. You, no, know what you I'm run saying? your own shit. What my nigga say, you ain't, you ain't big enough to pay somebody to run your social yeah, networks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what your agency do. And this will be the first yeah, project for yeah. what you're actually doing, which is the? The uh, creative process agency. And I just assist with the creative process. It's like no... I can't tell you what I do because I don't know your creative process, but right, I can assist right. you with helping with your creative process and just bringing projects and stuff to, to light. light. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. some people don't know how to start or some people don't know how to get the middle and some people don't know how to finish. Right. And we yeah. had those problems. So we we, yeah, we still have them sometimes. And that's what I was saying about Caso. Like I told him, like, no, I'm reaching out to my man. He said, why are you reaching out to him? I said, because he done this before. You feel what I'm saying? Like, he can steer us in the right direction. And a lot of people, that's why I said, I can't imagine, like, not knowing somebody who can steer you in the right direction. So you got a word or a book? Yeah, I got a word, bro. It's community. A community is a social group of any size whose members reside in a specific location, share government, and often have a common cultural and historical heritage. What about you? I actually have a book, and my book is The New Jim Crow. The New Jim Crow is a book by Michelle Alexander, a civil rights litigator and legal scholar. The book discusses race-related issues specific to African-American males and mass incarceration within the United States. But Alexander noted that discrimination forced by Af- faced by African-American males is prevalent in uh, all minorities and social economic disadvantaged populations. Alexander's central premise for with, the, with this book is the title Mass Incarceration and it's just, she's, just, she's just calling it the new Jim Crow which which it actually is, you know what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely. And then coming from uh, what would they call it, uh, urban place where we come from urban just meaning majority black right yeah, yeah. uh because majority white uh neighborhoods not called urban so urban just try to mean majority black or if they want it to be cool then this is in the urban category but that book i heard so much about that book and you know that book is the truth because it's banned in the prisons yeah i got it i've been had it for a minute you know yeah. what i'm saying now that's the type of book that i've read i, I read in sections you know what i'm saying because <clears throat> some of the shit man it just be too much overload. Like yeah. I'm, I'm sick of seeing, like when you be involved with a lot of shit, man. You be seeing like too much of certain shit one time, and you be at, at some time you got to step back and get that clear your motherfucking mind. Well, you gotta ingest it first. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, what I'm saying, but you start seeing so much because all information. I'm not saying this book. I'm just saying all information ain't good information. So you gotta pick and choose what information that you stick with and, and who you get the information and who you from. get the information from. So why was that your word? Oh, that was my word because our guest uh today we have a guest sitting with us in the course, uh she from Inkster. That's the home team. Always gonna be the home team. And uh she's a community activist. So they say. What would you call yourself, Paris? I just call myself free. Free. I'm all over the place. Yeah, free. Yeah. Free. So introduce yourself to the listeners. This worldwide. So when you talk about the town, kind of let them know like what the town means to you. All right. So I'm gonna start off with telling y'all what the town is, though. I am from Inkster, but the town is one of the most unspoken and untalked about jewels not just in the metro detroit or in the state of michigan but worldwide because 
<clears throat> a lot of great people came out of Inkster. And still coming. And they, man. Yeah, and, and, and you know what? What's crazy is it's not just black people, bro. Like, when you say Inkster, people automatically think, like, the, uh, the president. The listen, the president of the NHL Players Association at one time was from Inkster, bro. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so a lot of good people come out of Inkster. So let's talk about mm-hmm. your story. How was, how was growing up in Inkster for you? Man, growing up in Inkster is... It's kind of it's kind of how I'm trying to get it back to now. Right. Yeah. It was a a family. Now the crazy stuff that's going on, it was going on, but we talked about it. Yeah. And unfortunately, we was living in it. We yeah. was a part of it. What's your age range? I'm 34. Okay, we 37. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Like growing up in a town, it's like it's like it's like when you poor and you don't know you poor till you go to somebody who exactly. rich. Exactly. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Like growing up in Anchor is like. If we was in Detroit, it'd just be a neighborhood, right? You feel what I'm saying, like just one big ass neighborhood. But since we're not in Detroit, that six point two miles is five neighborhoods, and yeah. everybody in those five neighborhoods is connected to somebody else from another neighborhood. But it's well understood that that other neighborhood, not your neighborhood, right? You feel what I'm saying, so. Right. Like, and it wasn't gangs. It, no, it wasn't gangs. Right. Well, it was well, at yeah. one point because I can remember a guy from Cali coming, and at one point. All the niggas he fucked with was uh, Hoover Crips, right? Yeah, 107. 107 Hoover Crips. Now, that's a that's a California set. Right. And he was able to integrate that into Inkster, which is crazy. And right. then when you hear people who Hoover, Schoolboy Q was a Hoover Crip. Right. Right, from California. But now it's like all bloods. Right. And then it's like, when did y'all, like, I got cousins who. Well, I remember when Mikey came home and he had a TRU on his uh, stomach with the red diamonds and all that. And, uh. It just gang banging stopped because the whole hood was either Hula Crips or folks. There was BG, I mean, there was GDs or whatever. Then Mike came home and nobody. From the county jail. Yeah, from the mm-hmm. county jail. And he was he was blood. So <coughs> that's when like gang banging stopped. But then it just picked Started back up. up you yeah. know what I'm saying? So what part of Inkster are you from? Well, I'm originally from what we call ATA. Yeah. Okay. Okay. However, y'all ask how I grew up. I grew up all over the place. Yeah, see, we like to say Inkster, the whole city, our backyard. It really you feel is, what I'm saying? though, because I got I done cross paths with y'all just from upbringing as a small child. We moved a lot, yeah. Which is why one of the things I do is fight to bring resources and shed light on resources that's already there. Because um, about every six months, I stayed on Penn, I stayed on Florence, I stayed on Emerson. Yeah, I was like I said, yeah. born and raised on Oakwood. My grandma actually is. Um, she moved to Inkster in the 50s. Okay. 1950, she brought our family here from Arkansas. Okay. And they was one of the first black families over at Cherry Hill High School. Okay. 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 My uncles uh, was the first, one of the first three, actually, brothers to hit the basketball team and take the team statewide. Yeah. Okay. At Cherry Hill. At Cherry Hill. At Cherry Hill. Yeah. So yeah. I've been all over the place. So I get love and respect everywhere. And right. what y'all was talking about as far as the, the gang activity coming and going. Yeah. That was one of the things that I was privy to to see how people really can come together. Because like you said, we all got cousins on each side. Right. Yeah. So we divided, but we still together. But it's like, yeah, you don't go on that side. Uh, you over in the garden, stay out of Saigon after a certain time type yeah, situation. Yeah. yeah. yeah and and we always kind of like had a pass to that because like uh, my cousin Black. Well, we from Saigon. Like we come straight from the hospital. To Saigon, like to Spruce, to Spruce, <laughs> Sega House off the corner, yeah, you know, live next door to Mario Barker. Okay, like that's my, what my, it was. My now. dad is a Saigon nigga, like from way back when. My mom is, 
you you've been on Annapolis before and them houses across the street from Saigon. Right. One of those is my grandma's house. So okay. uh, it was it was we couldn't avoid the project, you know right. what I'm saying? But at the same time, my auntie is ten years older than us. She her first apartment was in the gardens. Okay. You, you oh, know what I'm saying? Uh, what street is that? I forgot what street it was. But then she lived right next door to Kyla T, who is from Saigon to Saigon. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, and then we lived across the we it's not a neighborhood in Amsterdam that I can't go because it's not a neighborhood in Amsterdam that I never lived. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I got love. It's like anybody I had a problem with ever, it wasn't a hood thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it was like more personal. It was right? it was always personal. It was never because of right. you from this street, you from that street. Now, something that you said that stuck out to me, you said y'all moved every six months. So what what was the cause of this? The same thing we fighting against now. The, the poverty level, the right. resources that they tell you the resources available, but what they don't do is they don't teach you or give you the proper tools to actually utilize these resources. Right. So I got my mom, a single mother that still went through literal hell and back. Yeah. So her mental capacity is not about to sit on the computer and try to fill out for the food stamp books or sit down and right. answer all of these questions. So we found ourselves in positions where, um, management properties might have changed something, or we was going through life type situations right. where you yeah. know, mama so used to pop off. <laughs> how, how many, uh, like you, you got siblings, I would assume, right? Yes, I do have siblings. I got two living siblings, my baby sisters, and my oldest sister. She was actually killed in 2001 in Inkster. You go get into that, yeah. yeah so, go. where do you fall at? You the oldest? I'm the oldest yeah. living, yeah. Okay, so and then it's always hard to navigate through that, Man. it's different. With your younger siblings, because you could tell them, and this, you could take and, over for them. You could take right. over for them, because right. when I mean I'm the youngest. I mean, it's five of us. My dad got five children. Okay, and he got two sets of twins, which is us, and then he got a set of girl twins, and then we got an older sister. Okay, you feel what I'm saying? So, like my older sister, by her having brothers that was into a lot of shit, she a lot of a lot of shit she navigated through for us too you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like yeah, yeah. Oh, oh that's they sister you feel and she she tight like my sister right. look good niggas always liked her so that every every nigga i know wanted to get at my sister so he they showed us a, yeah like love. they showed us like a, a type of respect like i could go put the word in for you yeah <laughs> right. which i'm not gonna do yeah yeah yeah, yeah. salute to the queen right yeah. so uh so yo inkster your experiences growing up uh you got into writing spoken word how did you do this how did you get into writing spoken word that was my therapy Okay. That's what kept me from crossing that fine line to what what we want to call hood rat status or the pop off girl. Because yeah. I got it in me. <laughs> yeah. I had my little phase of it, but I did it after I was an adult. I used to, my mama kept us in because we moved so much. She yeah. was into that, what we supposed to be into right now, that stranger danger, yeah. kind of overprotect your babies, but not let them loose. Well, she kept me all the way in. Yeah. So what schools did you go to? I actually went to Wayne. Okay. Because um, what a lot of people don't actually acknowledge is that side of ATA, Oakwood, Harrison, all of that, that's been Wayne Westland District for a while. For, forever. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. because we was moving, School of Choice was actually a real-life option where you wasn't on a waiting list. So yeah. I got to stay, you in, know, in, in the in. Wayne Westland system, which to a certain degree is one of the reasons I can go in the room with anybody well I, by anybody you mean white, white people white people, yeah. people yeah. but you Asian know the, the crazy part about that is if that was all inkster school district though inkster schools would have been stronger right like inkster get a bad deal because of how we're geographically <laughs> placed and, and things like when mm-hmm. they doing zonings and districts you know what i'm saying because you got to think okay so like we said I, my grandmother lives on annapolis across the street from saigon right 
technically that's Westland. Right. But, but we, that's the Taylor, Taylor School District. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So we use that address to go to Taylor Schools up until we got kicked out of Taylor Schools. You and know then what I'm think saying? about this, though. Brick City, which is Wellington <laughs> off of Carlisle, that's Taylor School District. Mm-hmm. But leading up to that is uh, Dearborn Heights. Yeah. That don't even exactly. make sense. It's like wherever your backside fall. Yeah. That's like, not where you actually stationed at. Even now, if you hit your GPS on them out levels. Yeah. You might be literally sitting in the middle of Saigon, but your GPS telling you you in, in Taylor yeah. or you in Romulus. Yeah. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, boom, this is your therapy. And, yeah. like, when did you start letting people know that you did spoken word? So, what I would do was I was a chicken. <laughs> like, right now, I'm nervous as much as I talk. Right. And I, we've been communicating, going back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm so excited. But real talk. So, what it was is what I'm doing is I'm writing and I'm writing so much. I got so much, and I'm like, wait a minute. You go back and you read about two months later, like, dang, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm talking about something. So one day, I posted a video on social media. Yeah. And I was actually talking about real life stuff. It's, yeah. It was called Vent Sessions. I got mad at my mama. I was <laughs> mad at my daddy, like, everything messed up. If y'all would have did this, I was having a whole right. moment. I had yeah. a nervous breakdown. Yeah. This poem was my nervous breakdown. Yeah. So I shared it. I got in my little corner. I used to write in my basement. Yeah. Used to, you know, get get a little mother nature in me. Yeah. That was my my other part, <laughs> yeah, real talk. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I released it within about an hour. Yeah. I got an inbox. And this chick like, I'm so glad you shared it. I thought I was the only one going through with my mama. Now I write my stuff subliminally so whoever needs to relate to it can. Yeah, right, right. But she she was about to commit suicide. Yeah, yeah. I said, Okay, so let me do it. So I made it my pet. Whatever I'm writing that week, I need to jump in my little black screen and start sharing it. Right. Yeah. So now I'm sharing my therapy, but yeah. I'm not telling nobody it's therapy. I'm just a writer because yeah. I'm ashamed kind of. That I'm actually going through. That I'm, yeah, I'm going through. Like y'all see me smiling and grinning, but my stomach touching my back. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I had left. A lot of people don't know that um, after I, I dropped out of school. My junior year of college, I was right. going to Eastern. Okay. Um, my family got hit. One of my cousins, she was in the streets, but she got her life together now. But she lost her daughter. Yeah. So I became a temporary foster mother. Yeah. For about, I think it was about two to three months. Yeah. But after that, now I'm a single young mother. Yeah. But this really not my child, so mentally I'm not with it. Yeah. Right. Right. It's, it's a part of you, like. Like, you know you got to do it, but right. it's like, why do I got to do it? Because, like, even with our family, like, no kids ever left the family. Like, right. straight and up. and that was like, my thing. Yeah, no kids ever left the family. And even to this day, like, if it's a situation going down, like, yo, the kids can't leave the family because uh. we didn't let you leave when y'all was fucked up. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? So no kids have ever left the family. And I kind of, when I hear stories about, like, kids leaving families, I kind of look at the family different, like, straight how do you pick and choose Man. like what made that even if the kid is messed up or whatever the case may be like they're gonna damn, be messed up out even, there so yeah. why not be that's messed even up? worse because yeah. because they don't give a fuck care. about them you yeah. know what i'm saying like it like i always said like because for a long time i didn't want no kids and my reasoning for not wanting kids was because if something's wrong with my child like physically mentally or whatever when i got when i go nobody else is going to give a fuck about them exactly. so that's a you have to like when something be wrong with the kids not saying it was something wrong with 
the kids, but right. when it was if something's wrong with the kids mentally or whatever, you trapped into that. You're never going to see them grow to their like. You're never going to get the kid dream out of them because right. when you had kids, you you hold your kid as a baby and then you imagine all these great things for them, mm -hmm. but you forget about life in the middle of that. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and what everybody do. Like I was with you. I ain't want no kids. Um, I only got one daughter. She five now. Yeah, and to bring her in this world was that whole thing. She was born at 25 weeks. Yeah, that's so, early. She was little. She ain't had skin. She ain't had nails. She ain't had nothing. And while I'm worried about her development, she was, she was the size of a ruler. Yeah. And I'm, but I'm writing on paper and I'm reading over her. Don't let my child have no mental issues. Right. Let right. her come through this. Don't let her have no physical deformities. We already got to fight through life. Right. And what, then what I was you? scared. I had a baby around the time where I know it's going on, but they was actually talking about kids getting killed. Yeah. yeah, so I, I feel you when yeah, it comes that, to that. That's how it was. Like, even now, like he called me a helicopter dad, but I just be so because this is all I got. Like, like yeah. if my wife leave me today, I still got to be my daughter's father. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you are, and that's cool because I, I imagine I was like that with, with yeah, my first child. Yeah. But it's like <laughs> you like, different, you right? See like, I, like my dog, like this is going to happen. Like she right. go fall, like like let her fall man like you can't stop that like, right but it's we both standing here she go fall she go get up she go run to you then i'm gonna tell her quick crying and, and we'll laugh go at her keep we playing go, yeah. with the mother kids but, but you I, I understand yeah. your helicopter ways so <laughs> you know what i'm saying so like at, so like at the time when you uh what did you go to college for um i was going to college i was gonna be a lawyer yeah um yeah. but I, I minor in social work which end up pushing that law to the background because now i'm exposed to all those different psychology and theology yeah. classes yeah. it got my brain going yeah yeah so how did that feel when you had the uh when you had to uh drop out well, because okay like, before you dropped out because the feeling it could be taken two different ways before you dropped out what were you like academically where were you at on the path of actually becoming that because you you feel what i'm saying because like yeah. if you was at the top of your game with it and yeah. then or if you was like I'm sick of this shit anyway and dropped out those two. Well, you know I, was, what I'm I was on my way because yeah. unfortunately, and I don't say this to speak bad on my family, but um, my generation, I was coming behind Ashley Terry, uh, who was rocking with the Olympics over in Romulus. Yeah, and he, yeah. a, he a doctor now. Yeah, so, that's what I just was telling you know, him. Like, I, this I came got behind a PhD. them. My yeah. cousins in our generation, they was all in school, and I'm the youngest of that older bunch. Yeah, right. So we all was going to college. And because I was overprotected, I already had that academic platform because that was my out. I got involved in everything at school <coughs> so I could stay away from home a little bit longer. Yeah, right. So I was I was on my path. I was feeling good. You know, I was like um, in my direct family, I was going to be the first one to graduate from college. Yeah. I was feeling good about life, but I had to make a decision. I'm out here caring for other people and I'm about to get this degree. It was so serious that I had to teach myself how to do my financial aid. So right, yeah. I was making sure we was getting there. But when I dropped out, it mentally messed me up. Okay. Because I had implanted in me everybody that succeeded. They telling me, make sure you, you know, still stay in your books. Don't take that break because you're not going to want to go back. You're going to get lazy. You right, get... right, right. That's That was my fact. Yeah. Now I'm actually in the hood as an adult. We stayed on Florence when I dropped out of school. Yeah. I got a taste of life. Yeah. You know, I found out I was cute, found out these little <laughs> hips, you know, draw some attention. I'm glad I, ain't, I, I wasn't out there. You can never put me in the category of saying I was loose or I was, 
but I was a wild cannon. Yeah. I waited till I dropped out of school. <laughs> it just 22. all everything. But you was an adult, Man. though. That that's the that's the most important thing. Whatever you did, you were an adult. So it, and you were an, a, a smart adult. So it wasn't like you know, it's some it's some young ladies out here, twenty two. That's five. Yeah, <laughs> you know but what I'm saying. That caused an even bigger problem because now you feel like you know better. I'm in the trenches. Yeah. And I'm speaking because I done gained this little bit of education. And this is, I didn't understand myself. I'm going to talk the way I talk regardless. Right. But everybody looked at it as, now I think I'm better than them because you went to school for three years. That's, that's a nigga's good. mentality. Yeah, that's yeah. A when, nigga. I say, when I say nigga, I'm pretty sure that the white folk go <laughs> through that too because, you know, uh, they come up from the trailers. They, they come up yeah. from the trailers and stuff. Yeah. And then somebody, because yeah. it only take one person to one show that you can do it and push the family that way. But that sounds ridiculous to say. I think I'm better than you because I went to school mm-hmm. and you didn't. I went to school, my nigga. Like that's <laughs> right. it. Like, I, I can help just you go to school books. too. Yeah. Like, like, matter of fact, I might be worse off because I might owe forty. And I'm forty thousand okay. in debt from going to school. And guess what? We go pay for your prison stay, my nigga. So Listen, <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. yeah, that's a dumb nigga's mentality. That's you stupid feel? to me. But that was that was what was going on. I ended up. She thinks she the shit. She went to college. That's and, what I like, heard. Yeah, though. like come on. What what like, did that mean? And we talking about what we gonna have for breakfast? Where did this conversation <laughs> right, yeah. come we from? We hungry together. That, right. that, that, that's yeah. that's that's them internal things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I notice when people talk like that, especially like I mean, it could be somebody like your parent. That's that's internal. They feel like they wasted they shit, mm-hmm. and you you not wasting yours. So you think you better than me because you're things they wanted to do right, like doing something with your that's life, what you learned. and that's what it was. Because like me and my brother, super smart, but like I don't give a fuck about college. My degree, my degree on the wall upstairs at my mama house. I don't. I'll never go upstairs. You know what I'm saying? This, I told the Sally Mae bitch, like, yo, I'll send it back if it right. means, you know what I'm saying? Because I I, ain't, I got a degree in information technology and technical writing. I've never even been on an interview and said those words. Like, okay. oh, I'm here. Because that wasn't like, now that I look back, hindsight is 2020, I've always been a self educator. Okay. Like, but it's like some people think that the school's supposed to teach you shit. You know what I'm saying? I was going, by the time we hit school, we was reading real early. We was talking, articulate too, because we had our own language because we was twins. Right. So once other people start understanding that we can understand them, we start like our, our whole life has been a learning experience. So, it don't matter if you feel like somebody better than you because they went to school. Hey, dog, I guarantee you can get in school, bro. Okay. Like it because you're going to owe. Like I, if I would have knew that school cost so much, I wouldn't have went to school. No, let you be. Uh-uh. Yeah, you are better than me because you go pay that shit back. Like that's what it yeah, was. Well, you yeah. better than me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tell your age. So, yeah. uh, so let's talk <laughs> about motherhood because it, it sounded like you were forced into a form of motherhood. And then you came around to your own form of motherhood. So what did the first part of being like kind of forced into motherhood teach you as opposed to now it's your child? Oh, man, that is totally different. Yeah. I thought I did have that chip on my shoulder like, oh, I did this before. I was young. I was this. I was that. But when it's your own, man, I'm still still right now. I be calling my daddy crying like, daddy, listen. Yeah. So today she did. And it be like regular stuff. As an adult, I know I did it too. Yeah. But then I go back to when I was uh, what we going to call a forced mother. I yeah. had to make a decision to do it. Yeah. I still have free space because her mama still seen her. I can still go <laughs> right, out been, and do yeah. hood red things with my friends. Yeah. I didn't yeah. have to uh, yeah. schedule time to go to the bathroom. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Because them kids. Kids, man. They, they I just said ruthless. To my, I, I said to my <laughs> wife. I said to my wife last night, like, I had no clue. 
that you are such a bad child. And she said, why did you say that? I said, because this all can't be coming from me. Uh, and it's regular shit, though. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? But I'm like, this all can't be right. Yeah, because of me. Like, like I, this I, shit, I, my oldest daughter doing, like, just for example, like, last night and shit. So it's like 1130. It's Saturday. So, you know, fuck it. But I'm like, she's been in her room. So I'm about to go in her room. Right? right. So I don't knock. I usually knock because I give her that respect, though, because you are becoming a, a woman. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? And so I knock on your door. You, you know, I feel like I should knock right. because I want you to knock on my door. Right. But a lot of parents don't feel like that. Right. It's my house. No, actually, this is your house because if something happened to me, it go to y'all. Exactly. So I don't even I don't have I, y'all all I got. Fuck these possessions. But anyway, so I just slide up and open the door real slow and she see me and then i'm like what you doing she gonna try to go to the app like like she on the sims i said this ain't loading like what what is you doing so i just look i checked the history they on like a six-way facetime her and five oh, of her homegirls i said what is y'all doing at 11 30 you ain't the only one my nigga because right. so. <laughs> they all must have been in their rooms talking about we was just watching uh youtube here tutorials i'm like listen that's cool but it's 11 30 Exactly. Come well, nigga, she'll iPad. be stay up okay. until until nigga. She she take her nap at six o'clock and oh, wake I up at ten. Yesterday, I'm like, dog, this gonna be a lot because I I get off work late. So you know what I'm saying. She had tell her mama, yo, wake me up when my daddy come in. Yo, no, the fuck you don't. It's four in the morning. Right, look, daddy about to lay down. Yeah, no, daddy about to hit this weed and chill. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but you know what I'm saying. But she yeah. got she only three, but she got the foresight to know that if I take a nap and stay up long enough, my daddy go come home. Exactly. We go kick. It. But if she up when I'm home, though, we kick it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And She'd I be looking forward to that. Yeah, time. That's yeah. because and as. The reason we do that, though, is because I work the exact same schedule that my grandfather used to work back in the day, and now it all makes sense. We used mm. to wait up for him to come in yeah. and shit yeah. like that. That's so, what introduced us to Pizza Populous, because yeah. he would he worked off 75. He would go to Pizza Populous, get a seafood pizza. I think we, we didn't believe people who like seafood pizza, because everybody I tried to turn on to it, like, like I don't like deep dish, and I don't like right. shrimp yeah. in my pizza. But I remember the first time <laughs> he introduced us, we couldn't believe that seafood came in pizza. We was like, hey, it's what? And it was that was our first time, like, really having Chicago, deep dish, deep Chicago. Deep. we like what the fuck is this we stand up every yeah, night yeah, you know what i'm saying yeah. but so let's talk about activism like because your name is ringing like so Skrill had hit me up, you know what I'm saying? Because Skrill mm-hmm. been on the show. I know Skrill, you know what I'm saying? He like, yo, you need to get with Paris Jones, man. I think she should be able to come on the show. But we already knew you was coming on the show, right? Because we had Aaron. Like, Why we, not Inkster? Yeah, we, we we know how our shit go, right? Yeah. So he had said something to me, I think probably that weekend or whatever. But I was, I was uh, I think it might have been my anniversary weekend or something. But I ain't hit him back because I was like busy, you know what I'm saying? But I hit him like, I'm going to get with her. Okay. Oh, it was my anniversary weekend because voting was the next Tuesday, right? right? So... I was like, what I tell you? I said, I'm going to see her wherever. I, like, I'm going to see her when I go vote. That's what I told him. As mm-hmm. soon as I pull up the vote, I see Aaron. Now, this ain't even Aaron District, but he just out there supporting. Right. I'm like, yo, bro, where's Paris? Said, Skrill told me I need to get with Paris. He looked up and said, bro, that's crazy. She right over there. Man. Like, literally, like, right she right over the there. Time. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, boom, I'll be right back. So, we got you on here because I did want to discuss the why not angster stuff, but tell us your story about why you even got into activism because you said you're because you real big on the non-violence and stop mm-hmm. the violence and all of that and it's because you had a sister that was murdered in angster right right so if you would like to could we talk about this for a second yeah we can talk about it because that's that's my foundation of becoming an activist i okay. didn't plan on this i in real life i don't even really like people yeah. like right, to keep right. it 100 because it's too many different attitudes i get over emotional i'm i'm passionate about what you do about what i'm doing right Cause this stuff ain't bringing in money. It look good, yeah. but the blessings that fall down, you know, right. it's worth it. But 
So my junior year of high school, now, I grew up in in a broke home. My daddy did 20 years in the pen. My daddy was in prison from the age of four, and I guess I was about 25, 26, somewhere around there. But 2012 is when my daddy was released. Yeah, right, right. So I grew up Basically with Basically your whole childhood. Yeah, yeah. The most important parts when yeah, you right, need right. that man around. And my men that were around were broken. Yeah. So another man stepped up as my father talked to my daddy. This is what we going to do while you on the inside. That's Freddie Urquhart. God bless his soul. Um, so I end up gaining a whole nother family. Yeah. However, in the process of it all, my mother, when my mother was going through her things, my big sister, because of the, the age gap, she was mama. Right. So right. we living with her. She teaching me, you know, the female stuff. Don't go out the house without no earrings on. Make sure this in. Make sure. Yeah. That was my mama, you know. Yeah. So and what's the age difference? Um, it is eleven years. Okay. Okay. Eleven years. She's not my bi- biological sister, right. Yeah. Right. but my mother raised her. Right. That's all I know as, as her being my sister. You right. know, yeah. <laughs> she's actually my first cousin. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, um, with that being said, so now that actually all makes sense to why you would take <laughs> in a cousin because you feel it, what I'm saying? it's how our family was running my grandma my grandma got nine children and they're all living yeah. they all grew up in inkster they the grandkids i think it's like my grandma said yes uh two weeks ago she got over 60 grandkids yeah and about 20 great grands and yeah. we got about 15 great great you know we right, right. Y'all, it's we all here and, we yeah. messed up now we all we yeah. fight we get at the family functions by the time we eat you know, Uncle So and So and Auntie over here pouring beer on each other. We we yeah, the, we the black family. Okay, we still <laughs> right? talking about it. Yeah. You know, but um, overall, that's what we did. Yeah. My mama, even though she was going through whatever when she had her good times, mama was my dear of the family. Yeah. Right. So we was all like that. So when mama needed help, we went to our sister. We was actually living in the shelter on um, Michigan Avenue. Right. And uh, Henry Ruff. Yeah, but I'm yeah. I'm in high school. They got to pick me up first in real life. I don't care. Y'all drop me off at the shelter. My friends know where I live. I, I didn't keep that stuff, but for the safety and the, the mindset of the other children there, that's how they did it. Right. So I end up getting with my sister, and I'm like, let me just post up over here. You know, I'm a junior. Some of my friends driving. I was younger. I was only 16 as a junior, uh, about to be 16 that summer. Um, so I ended up staying with my sister. Um, so that was ninth to my twelfth, my 11th grade year, excuse me. Now 11th grade, she meets this guy. She had been with her, her youngest son's father forever. Yeah. She meet a new guy. They doing their thing. They get married on November the 8th. November the 13th, we have a family dinner. You know, we for that. Not for that. It was my grandma's birthday. Okay. So we all actually got together. We hadn't been together because yeah, it was other right. stuff going on in the family. We Just really ain't rocking. We to come together right Yeah, now. somebody had died a little bit pre uh, previous to that month or whatever. So we together for grandma's birthday. She she the oldest of her living siblings, you know. Right. So that's the last time the family seen my sister. Yeah. Something wasn't right. Now, I'm still a kid. I'm nowhere near where I am now. But I I was that kid that something don't look right. I'm about to go research it and try to figure it out. And yeah. right, right. Uh, something don't feel right. And then I had an uncle that he talked to me about the streets. My uncle's on the other side talked to me about streets. And mind y'all, my daddy locked up. So our relationship is verbal. So I'm cutting right. into him like, yeah, daddy, I seen a burnt up spoon. What's going on? He like, well, pretty. Boom. He breaks it down. Yeah, so now I know the drugs in the family. Well, mama walked in and she was kind of doing X, Y, Z. So I got, it's a poem, and I talk about red labels. Yeah. That's that 
that that liquor, you know, that yeah. that bumpy, all that stuff, right? Yeah. So my sister dropped me off at work. I'm working at Chuck E. Cheese. By this time, I know it's something going on. Yeah. You know, she she lived her life. She was fun. Right. Before she got with Buddy, um, you know, she was she was out there in the life. She wasn't doing nothing too crazy, but she lived lavish. You know. Yeah. She was the pretty young thing on a couple of arms. Yeah. Her voice could get her what she wanted. She didn't have to give it up to get it. She knew she was bad. You know what I'm saying? She right. She she was the bad bee. Yeah. But um, I got a phone call at eight o'clock. And my manager, she come around the corner. She like, they need to talk to you. Now, my sister just dropped me off at work. Even though she off the chain, she ain't out there where she about to get murdered. Right, That's right. the last, last thing, thing on my think, mind. Yeah. I pick up the phone. They like, your Uncle Dale about to come pick you up. Shala just got killed. Man. All right, listen, tell Uncle Dale, come on and get me. Yeah. You know, I'll be there in a minute. Now, this is what's crazy. She went to church that Sunday. And she got an outfit out of my room. Right. So she was wearing my dress that day or whatnot. So my uncle come. He had a Z28 Camaro. It's November. He's sweating so hard. He got the T-top off. Off. Yeah. We did 90 up Michigan Avenue. We get to Annapolis. The first thing I see is the clothes that they cut off of her, and I see her feet. Now, she well-known for her feet in Inkster. Yeah. She had these pretty little feet, and she was one of the first ones to hit that French tip manicure. So I see her feet, and I'm like, all right. All right, this for real. Yeah. I kind of lose it. Right, right. Like, in an in amazing <coughs> way. Yeah, so understandably. I, they, what happened? All right, so 24 hours prior, there was a situation going on with her and her husband where it mm-hmm. got so real, he like, Listen, you got an hour to get back to the crib or I'm killing everybody. Ain't nobody taking it serious because, right. unfortunately, we play like, oh, dude, man, yeah, yeah, I'll knock you up. They hadn't been physical. Yeah, It wasn't no blowing. This wasn't no domestic violence right. relationship. This wasn't, this wasn't something that would lead up to. Yeah. Okay. Beyonce okay. talk about dangerously in love. This was some dangerous love going on. Right. Yeah. The family not necessarily taking it serious. And those of us that were, we either were too young to get something done or we wasn't in a position to actually help. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So she reached out to her biological mother. You know, mama, meet me here. I need to get my clothes. I need to get the kids. I need to get the fuck out of here. She reached out to my mama. My mama was going through some stuff. She reached out to one of my aunties. God rest her soul. She going through stuff. But they knew this was happening. Right, yeah. right. And I'm saying this to say um, I'm just a year out of the anger at my family for yeah. that. everything. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Down to the point where I took my nephews to Georgia when I moved. Yeah. They was in Georgia for one of them still there and the other one, he just moved back a year ago. Okay. Because something got to be better than this. That's how angry I was, you know? Right, right. So um, just to move the story forward, they breaking down what happened. So that hour was up. She got to the house. She ended up going to Inkster Police Station. Um, she came back with four cars, four officers went in. It's a house full of people because it's the trap. Yeah. Right. You know, it's the trap. We're going to keep it 100 what it was. So everybody everywhere, part of my activism protocol, they didn't clear the house out. Right. right. They just walk in. They hit the door. You come around this little corner. The door is right there. The window is facing adjacent from the door. He say, let me talk to my wife. They closed the door. The door clicked, shot go off, door open. She dead over here on the floor. The baby's in the middle of the floor, and he 
he killed himself. Yeah. Okay. So this is all in front of everybody, the kids. She was dead instantly, but they kept her alive so that we could, um, you know, so we can, I guess, pay our respects, whatever you want to call it. Right. So we can, we did that or whatever the case may be. And the process of it all, we didn't pay for a lot. So now I'm hurting. I had a whole nervous breakdown. Yeah. The last thing I remember is being brought home from the hospital and I missed school that day. I got up. You know how you get up and it's kind of light outside. You think you missed the day. Yeah. I got up and I walked from Oakwood and Harrison and I took off. I was on my way walking away barefoot in November. Yeah. It messed me up mentally. That, yeah, yeah. that was the first one that was, you know, my that's my right hand. That's my that was, sister. That was, the closest, that was close to you. Yeah, yeah. So it goes through it. The family got messed up. It was a, a big family. It was the G family. Yeah. So you had the G's and the Simmonses over there on, on the ATA side. And now our families are separated because we was close. Yeah. Because y'all brother did this to my sister. But y'all sister took over my brother. It was a battle. Yeah. Right. But to speed up current day, um, I jumped into the activism because of that spread awareness about the mental issues. Right. Right. Now, with all that being said, in my later life, you would think because I dealt with that, I wouldn't go through those things. I wouldn't necessarily say that I would think that is because people deal with stuff that they used to. Yeah. And that's out like so if somebody came into your life and was trying to show you a different way, you probably wouldn't accept it that way because this is a pattern of behavior that I've seen. This I've been uh -huh. watching this for hey, so many you generations. You think that this is what works. War, this is, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is normal. Like things that we call normal coming from because. Every ghetto was the same. Like, like that's a heartfelt story. That's touching. But we can go, me, you, my brother, and him could go right now to Inglewood and find something similar. The same. And they think it's, it's normal. Yeah, they, because that's what they feed in us. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, like, even when you said the police didn't follow protocol, you got to think of it. Because I see everything from everybody's perspective. Mm -hmm. How many times have we got to a situation like this and then it was not a problem? Exactly. Uh, he only needed to just talk to his wife. Exactly. Like, how many times? Like, it, it just be so crazy because even with they go probably ask, well, do they got a history of domestic violence? No. So right. what's the harm in letting them talk to his mm -hmm. wife? So ain't nobody be, physically yeah, hurt. It ain't like we such ain't and such did this call. again. Yeah. Like so, it's it, a house full of people. Ain't nobody. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, um, but these traumatic situations that we go through, and then I would see where you would go through it because mm -hmm. basically you lost. You don't even know who you are now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's not like you went through the situation. The situation happened to you. The situation, you didn't go through it. It came through you mm -hmm. because, like, I'm onto this manifesting spirituality shit, and if your spirit is open, it's going to get whatever it's supposed to come to yep. it. It's not no Good, coincidence. Bad, yeah, it's going to come to you, yeah. which actually brings us to, like, now you running a boys and girls <laughs> club and... You uh, I want to talk about the why not angster thing before we get up out of here because yeah. like that just popped up and that was real powerful. So could you explain what that was that you was doing? Because it's like yeah. one day we go tell y'all what it is. And yeah. It was like a countdown, yeah. and I'm like, what is this? Like, like, uh -huh. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? So uh, Aaron woke up when it was late night. He called. He said, "So listen, I'm gonna give you some information." Yeah. And I just need you to trust me. Now, you got to tell me what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you start off like yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> so he tell me what it is. And he said, you know what it would be cold if we could just get everybody to just why not Inkster? Because right. it's for so many different things. But we know we talking about the schools. Right. We right. know we about to sit down and get the real information on what's needed to bring Inkster Public School District back. And you got to think about this, too. With, <laughs> with Inkster and uh, Inkster is like you're right. It's like a little jewel. What people don't know 
is Angster High should have never been torn down. Now, I didn't mm-hmm. go to Angster High, right? And that's like one of my biggest, but the education just wasn't, wasn't there. It yeah. wasn't there. Mm-mm. But Angster High is one of, the, if not the first, one of the first integrated high schools in the, in the state, state of Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. So that alone should have saved that building, right. but it didn't. So, and then that's the, I've never seen anything torn down that fast. They tore the high down. They tore Blanchett down. They tore the one on uh, Harrison down mm-hmm. over here. So that let me know, like, it might not even be no angster in, in, in 10 years. They already they created a bill yeah. within two weeks to tear that down. Yeah. Like, all right, this is what y'all got to do. But we already got this bill in motion. Ready. And then they changed it specifically to tear the building. I, I got a whole nother aspect of why they did all that. Why? For the pedophiles, man, if there's no schools, then pedophile, because if you're a pedophile, you can't live in a certain amount for for schools. And I just, Angster is like, if we, if we could get pedophiles here with all this other crime we got going on, it'd be able to, it'd be easy to divide and split it. Cause the the pedophiles go tell the other ones, Hey bro, it ain't no schools in Angster. It ain't, we, we safe. We can come here Mm -hmm. and, and motherfuckers ain't checking the list. I checked the list. I checked the list. I checked the list. I got daughters. I got daughters. I got daughters, but more importantly, it's kids in my neighborhood. Yeah. I feel what I'm saying. They walk. We've been walking. We walk. Yeah. 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 I checked the list, but I think all of that, they wanted to make it a crime ridden area so we could get rid. No. Once they start taking, they ain't take away the police. No, they gave <laughs> us more. Yeah, right, you know what I'm saying. They, they gave ain't, us they every took side. Away. How, how can you come outside in a city and you like? It ain't no schools here. Yeah, because they, all of these take, kids, it ain't take no schools. Inkster Public School District. Each city operates off of their namesake. Yeah. You you ripped the heart out of Inkster. Right. You took our heart. You took our babies. You took, and then like y'all said, now we don't have schools. So it's free for all. You can put anything out here. You can put anything in the middle of this bitch. And we and the crazy part about it was Inkster was only developed and created because of schooling. Exactly. <laughs> right. How do you yeah. take schools away from a, a as, city that you as created? As horrible as people tried to paint the picture of Inkster High, you go to the school, your school bus going to get shot. All that crazy stuff we used to hear. The the black kids that went to Glenn and, and, and Wayne and all the different schools and whether they want to say it or not, the kids that was actually utilizing the resources that was in Inkster High from the beginning to the end, they all came out right. doing something. They exactly. was giving you scholarships. They had programs on the inside. They was putting you the on that track. The athletes was on the map. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It high level. High level. At the top. Yeah. It's, and, and it's always been like that. And then. They just took it away. So now we can't. You got to think it's different if we got a, a, a high school building that's vacant. Right. We can get another high school. But now we don't even have a high school. We don't got building. any school mm-hmm. buildings. I mean, you know, yeah. it's one on uh, uh, Rosewood. Rosewood yeah. Right. But they got to. It, it, nobody even want to do that no more because high schoolers want to go to school with high schoolers. Nobody yeah. want to be in the seventh grade. And, and I'm, I want to be a 12th grader in a school with seventh yeah. graders. That's when I went to Robichaud for the semester. I can't do this. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's literally somebody who just got out of elementary here. Yeah. I'm in the 10th grade. I don't want to do that. No, you understand? It's not saying? safe for kids, neither. It's, it's not, not safe for kids. That's right. my kids. issue putting my daughter in kindergarten. I'm like, so she is the baby in the school. But maybe about a hallway across, she over here with, you know, eighth graders. <laughs> right. Yeah. What about these middle school girls that's filling in a little bit and they just on the border, but you got this high school t- senior walking like that's yeah, that not is. safe. Yeah, yeah, it's not happening. So it's y'all, a setup to me. Y'all took the fight for the schools all the way. Y'all took it a nice little we way. We rolled out the Lansing. Yeah. yeah. So we what happened in Lansing when y'all got to Lansing? Man, 
so much knowledge and information was dropped. And in process, we fact-finding with everybody else as well. Yeah. But um, they gave us some information, they gave us some tools, and they gave us some resources to actually bring Inkster's public school system back yeah. and what areas we needed to go in. However, everything halted when we came back, when the hashtag and the social media yeah. crave was over because now work has to be done. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're going to have to expose or you're going to have to, you know, cut the legs from up under some of your favorite people because accountability versus putting the blame is okay. We can blame it on whoever from top to bottom, but now in order to get to where we need to be, we got to speak about stuff. Are you going to be accountable for your part or just stay out the way so we can get it done? Yeah. People don't want to address that portion of it. And you know what we're going to do? Cause we about to wrap this up. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Well, this is what we want to do, right? Because you want you in the political scene in Angster, right? Right. So we go get together on a Sunday. You go put together the people that need to be here Let's to talk. And even if you disagree with what they're saying, mm -hmm. we still need their point of view. Oh yeah. And 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 we are from Angster. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's if if having a better Angster is the goal, then nobody should turn it down and not want right. to come. So what is it? Is one mic, two mic, three mic, four, five. We got another six. six. We got six mics in here. Yeah, let's we do put, that. Put together, you know what I'm saying? Put together the people that you think need to be heard, even if they ain't really out there like that. Yeah. You on the scene. I'm not on the scene. I right. go. I can help any way I can, but right. this is your expertise. So me and you will get together, pick a Sunday, because it's always going to be on a Sunday. Okay. That way it's easier for people or whatever. Yeah. We go put it down. We go have the people come in, and we go talk, and we go talk angster. Yes. And motherfuckers ain't going to get no attitudes, or they ain't going to be, because I'm still a fix my nigga you might not you you, you know what i'm saying Period. i still got my respect and so. i need you just like <laughs> yeah, you need yeah. me because yeah, if, if it's for a better if, angster, if it's for yeah. a better angster everybody go play a role because i love to say this right because i got this plan for the time. a real plan like got. to, to it, it could be like harlem but like real harlem right because yeah. you got to think we got the mbd building mm -hmm. right so that's the bank right well first this is how the plan has to start the right project's gotta go no that's not how it starts right. this is how it starts it starts with getting these arabs and motherfuckers out our community right I don't care about what nobody say when it come to this. They not our friends, right? No, not they they, they they got liquor stores. Think about this. The majority of people you know in Angster who met their demise, it was either at a bar, we ain't gonna say the name, mm -hmm. or at a liquor store. Mm -hmm. the, the liquor stores don't gotta go, but these Arabs gotta go, and them can be black owned liquor stores with people yeah. who care. That's why I love Mr. Day. He's still going strong. Right. They try to buy that all the time. His grandson is my nigga. Yeah. He, he like, bro, they try to buy that all the time. Still going budget. strong. I don't, I go get everything I need from there. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's just a right, do rag. If we yeah. buy them black, it gotta be black places for us to buy. You feel yeah, you know what I'm saying? So we yeah. gotta get them liquor stores. So this probably, I was talking to the Dean. Know, you know Dino Van? Of course. Okay, he do the trades. Mm -hmm. I say, bro, it's probably a 30-year plan. He said, bro, the shit we got to do don't even cost that much once you get to seeing. You feel what I'm saying? All these brothers coming home, you can go straight to Dino's steep program yeah. and get right in the trades. That's mm -hmm. angster, no matter what side it's from. Yeah. Go there, bro. You from the time. Y'all listening to this, hear what he's saying. You feel what the, I'm saying? The, the opportunity is there. You have to take it. Just take yeah. the opportunity. But then, at the same time, somebody don't, so a lot of people just don't know how to take That's the opportunity. That's what I'm here for. You, right, but so that's what I'm saying. So we go have you because y'all y'all give out the food on Saturdays. Y'all right. do do that. Like it's a lot. We need a longer episode with you. So that's what I'm saying. You put together the people okay. who need to, the right people that need to be talked to, mm -hmm. and we go set a date and we go bring them in here and we go talk angster and we go that that hopefully that's that gonna spark the conversation. That's gonna spark the conversation. Yeah. That could be some shit that they could talk about at the city council meetings. That like because yeah. if you 
rallying to get a school district back in Angster, you got to be there for the long haul. You got that, to. You, that, you know what I'm saying? And I don't live in Angster. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to front. I don't live in Angster, but I got property in Angster. You know mm. what I'm saying? So I'm affected by Angster yeah. because you got right foundation now, yeah, in I'm paying taxes for schools in Angster. Yeah, and it ain't no schools in Angster. And it's still on the taxes. Yeah. And, and st- my homegirl, Steph, who braid my hair, put me up on that. Like, yo, you paying taxes for schools, and we ain't had school and shit since we. We don't even have a program for yeah, a school. Yeah, yeah. It's for not you even to a, say, well, your money going to some tutoring. To, it's nothing. Right. So, look, if people wanted to get at you on the, uh, socials. On the socials, how would they get at you? Oh, yeah. Y'all hit me up with that government name, Paris Jones. My page is public, too. So, if y'all... Uh, don't want to add me on social media. Just type my name in. You can stay, you know, connected Abreast. to what's going on. Yeah. Instagram is a free mind. A-F-R-E-E-M-Y-N-D. I try to yeah. be different. Um, I don't get into the tweets and the little what's the everything else. But yeah. <laughs> and if um you don't have social media, just shoot me an email. My email is a free mind at gmail.com. I'm always available. And you do some work, too, right before we get out of here, too. You do some work in the community, too, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hold mm-hmm. on. Let's go. That's the uh, that is the president of Newbit, excuse me, and Newbit is actually the head of household over my new nonprofit Rosebuds, which since the last time I talked to you is actually kicked off. Okay, yeah, okay. congratulations, yeah. On congratulations. That. So, I seen you gave away about what sixty eight hundred dollars <laughs> in electronics yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, the yeah, other day. Yeah. yeah, like I'm telling, we 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 from the town for the town. Mm-hmm. So anything we could do to assist y'all and getting the message out, getting it clear. Like he said, it's probably yeah, you got to bring the people who need to talk, who, who no, need to talk. That because, it, like we said, even if people don't agree with each other, we agree that we want what a better answer. Right. So if you if you if you can't put that aside, I mean, because even with a uh, what's the nigga name, uh, Pat Patrick Wimberly. Mm-hmm. Okay, well the first we told Patrick to come up here. Mm-hmm. You running for mayor, bro? You got to come sit. And tell us what you got planned for the city. And if you can't do that, right. that I vote my interest, yeah. right? I don't rock with you politically. But your brother's the first niggas I met when I stepped in Blanchett. So I always got love. But if you can't come sit with some 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 guys from Angster mm-hmm. who got this national, we own a CBS. CBS is one of the oldest platforms for media in the world. Right. Especially in America. And you <laughs> can't it's come sit. It's the internet. Right. And you <laughs> can't come sit and talk about what your goal is for the town. Why would I tell my mama to vote for you? Well, I stole y'all spotlight. I had to get the <laughs> first exclusive because it was so so much controversy going on. And instead of People asking about, you know, Patrick, what you going to do for the city? They was too worried about this lawsuit. So I got to uh, tip my tip my throat <laughs> to y'all because yeah. I, I stole y'all spotlight. He gave me the first official yeah, uh, yeah. interview, and yeah. I'm still getting my head chewed off for it, which I really don't care because we actually got an opportunity to talk. So what I'm going to tell y'all is one of them six people I'm bringing. When y'all said it, my brain already started going. Y'all done already said some stuff out y'all mouth that – uh. He gonna be one of our six at the table. That's good. Yeah, that's I don't even you call, call him Patrick. I call yeah. him Butter. Yeah, you know what I'm <laughs> I gotta start yeah. calling him Patrick now because yeah. he the mayor. Because you know why? Like uh, before we get up out of here, though, <laughs> because when we did go to Blanchett, uh, he had started like a program yeah. for all the boys, and it was like every Wednesday or something he would yeah. come, and it was just like to let boys know that they was becoming man. Yeah. I don't know how far that went after I left, but that was real. That was stand up to me. Like yeah. so. I voted for him, shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I voted for him, but I, I voted for him because I feel like 
Inkster is a young city now, mm-hmm. and we need something closer to our age range. Like, but my mother voted for the other guy, and she mm-hmm. had her reasons. And because right. I was asking people, like, "Hey, why would you vote for him? Why wouldn't you vote for him?" And mm-hmm. my mother told me her reasons. And as an older woman in Inkster, right. I could see what made sense to her about those reasons. Because mm-hmm. when I was looking at the political climate in Inkster, it was really old versus young. Yeah, that's this, it. this this was the election that either the city was going to push forward with a new agenda as as, as people of our age range that we mm-hmm. know and all of that, or it was going to stay in an old mindset. Right. And this and that was the difference to me. Because all the old people that I talked to, they was leaning one way, and all the young people was yeah, leaning one it's, it's way. The, it's the crowd. I, yeah. So, hey, AJ, if they want to get at you. Uh, you can find us at TCE Pod on Instagram and Twitter at TCE Pod. If you want to advertise, tell us how good the show is. Tell us. You can tell us how you don't like the show. Tell us who you want to see on the show. Where they go? They go to PR at TCOHH.org. PR at TCOHH.org. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. I want for my brother what, what I, I want, want for myself. myself.